Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 5 of Soul Food titled The Mirror. In this episode, we're going to talk about how the heart is like a mirror. We'll talk about the five states of the mirror that don't reflect properly. And then finally, we'll talk about seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's signs in creation. So then, Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim, rahimahullah, he says in the book Miftahu Sara'ir, The Key to Inner Secrets, Truly the heart is like a mirror. If you polish it, then it reflects. But if you let it remain opaque, it stays that way and becomes blind. When the heart is purified, it becomes a vessel for the lights of direct knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The heart becomes the vessel that contains ma'rifah, that contains knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, understanding his attributes, the witnessing of Allah jalla jalalu having this direct connection with Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those lights, which are the lights of Iman, they rest in the heart. If you polish the heart, then it becomes a vessel that is suited for these divine lights and these gifts from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it reflects properly. And we talked about how this opens up the inner sight, the basira so that we're able to see things through the lens of Iman. But you have to empty out your vessel. The vessel cannot contain this knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if it's already full. So once it becomes empty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fill it with knowledge and with light and with blessings and with Iman. But if it's full of the dunya, if it's attached to the world, then anything else that is put in your heart will spill over and will not be of benefit and will not impact the heart. So we have to realize that we have this faculty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us that connects us to the unseen, that allows us to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a certain extent, that allows us to have direct knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Imam al-Shafi'i says, أنت بالروحي لا بالجسم إنسانه You are by your soul, not your body, a human being. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمْ We have truly honored the human being. And it is this nafkha, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving us this faculty to have this direct knowledge of Him. So we have to polish that mirror and we have to make this vessel one that is fitting for these divine lights. So that brings us to the next point, the five states of the mirror. Imam al-Ghazali, he says that the heart is like a mirror, but it won't reflect properly for one of five reasons. And when you understand these reasons, then you're able to avoid them. So the first, he says, is that the mirror is undeveloped. 
And that can be like the heart of a child, that the child cannot comprehend realities the way that someone who is more mature is able to comprehend them. Now, children have a sound fitra, so they're able to actually comprehend things that many adults have to relearn. But deep knowledge and comprehension of realities, that has to be for someone who is more spiritually mature. That's one of the reasons. The second reason is that the mirror becomes rusted. And if a mirror has rust on it, or it becomes opaque, it might just reflect a little bit, or it won't be very clear. And it has to be cleaned, and it has to be polished in order for it to reflect again. And Imam al-Ghazali says, this is like the heart that is impacted by sins, that it becomes rusted, and covered by sins, so it is not able to perceive the divine lights. It does not reflect properly. So a person has to repent and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then that will polish the heart. The third reason Imam al-Ghazali identifies is that there is a veil between the mirror and the thing that it's supposed to reflect, that the mirror is covered by something. And Imam al-Ghazali says the heart might be pure. It might be the heart of a person who could perceive these things. But they have an incorrect belief about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That they are veiled by some incorrect belief related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or his attributes. Or they might be in a state of disbelief or innovation. So once that obstacle is removed that person will be able to reflect those lights. But it needs to be removed first. The fourth reason Imam al-Ghazali identifies is that the mirror is facing the wrong direction. So if it's meant to reflect something, then it has to face it in order for that image to appear in the mirror. And Imam al-Ghazali says, these are the people of heedlessness, those who are focusing all of their energies on lower desires and not thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so their heart is facing the wrong direction and it will never reflect until it turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fifth reason is that the person wants to reflect the mirror wants to turn their heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they're focusing on the wrong things so they want to turn the mirror in the right direction but it still is not facing what it really needs to face. And this is like someone who is focusing on certain details of the religion, but not for the sake of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's like they're almost there, but they haven't quite adjusted to what the mirror is supposed to focus on, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then this also shows us and teaches us that whatever the heart is concerned with, whatever the heart turns towards, that's what's going to reflect in the heart. And that we just need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to be sincere. And even in a moment's time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give us openings. Amazing things can happen. But we have to do our part. And we have to realize that this heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is so valuable. And it's powerful. But we should not misuse it. And we should not let these things in the world around us bring rust upon our hearts or veil us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
So then that brings us to the final point, seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's signs. Sheikh Abu Bakr bin Salam, he then says, empty your heart of the cosmos. Empty your heart of the entire cosmos and all of its people. And you will then see Allah clearly, not hidden. And how could the cosmos veil you from the Creator? How could the cosmos veil you from the Creator? Why? Because everything was brought out of non-existence. That everything that is created is dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it points towards its own createdness. And when you realize its createdness, then you realize that it has a creator. And it directs you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how could the thing that is an indication and a sign of the creator be a veil that veils you from him? Everything is dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa said, أَصْدَقُ كَلِمَةٍ قَالَهَا الشَّاعِرُ كَلِمَةُ لَبِيدٍ the truest words ever spoken by a poet are the words of Labid. Truly everything other than Allah is vain. Truly everything other than Allah is not real. And one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Haq, the real. And another one of his names is Al-Zahir, the manifest. And when we see all of these things in the cosmos, we should witness the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Ghazali says that attributing independence to creation, this is one of the problems that we have, is that people somehow thinks, think that the universe is somehow independent. He says attributing independence to creation and not having true tawheed and realizing that it is all from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is like someone who sees a beautifully written letter and someone who sees a beautiful calligraphy and beautiful handwriting on a piece of parchment. And then the person says, how beautiful this letter is. How beautiful this piece of paper is. And then the letter speaks to that person with the mute eloquence of its state and says, I didn't do anything. I'm not beautiful. I'm only this way. Because the ink forced itself onto me. The ink is what came onto me and made this writing beautiful. Then the person says, oh, well, if it was the ink that did it, then I must go and thank the ink and praise the ink for the beauty. So then you go and you praise the ink, and the ink says to you, I didn't do anything, it was the pen. I was in my ink pot, and the pen came and took me out of my ink pot and put me onto this piece of paper. So then you go to the pen and you praise the pen, oh, this beautiful letter that you wrote. And then the pen says, well, I didn't do anything. It was the hand. The hand held me and put me in the ink pot and made me write on the paper. And then the hand says, I was forced by will. The will behind me is what actually made me move. So in reality, you start to realize that all of these things in creation are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and will. And that when we look at those things as independent, it's like us praising the ink or the paper or the pen. And if you think about it, it's ridiculous. They should all point towards the ultimate cause, the uncaused cause, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
الشيخ أبو بكر بن سالم then says lower your gaze from the creation and you will witness the creator. The cosmos was non-existent so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it appear by his will and out of his absolute wisdom. And the Quran is full of reminders to reflect on the marvels in the heavens and the earth. To witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the originator, the best of creators, the all-knowing, the all-wise, who gave everything its perfect portion, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبْلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ Do they not ever reflect on how the camel was masterfully created? وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ And the sky and how it was raised high. وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ And the mountains, how they were firmly set. وَإِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَيْفَ سُطِحَتْ And the earth and how it was leveled out. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ So continue to remind, O Prophet, for your duty is only to remind. So these are the signs that we see. And when we see these signs, they help us turn the heart towards the right direction and then receive the divine lights of direct knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even this ayah, it indicates that فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ that dhikr being reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and engaging in remembrance. The key to unlocking this is dhikr, is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught us a dua and an invocation for every possible situation that you can think of. And there are many passed down from the companions and from the tabi'een and from the righteous men and women of this ummah. And he would teach the Sahaba to say after every single prayer, and inshallah we'll include this in the show notes, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah, assist me in remembering you, in thanking you, and in worshiping you with excellence. And if we have those three things, then the heart will be polished, it will be reflecting the divine lights of guidance, and we will witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this brings us to the call to action, is really just to spend a few minutes looking at nature. One of the challenges of the modern lifestyle is that we're indoors so much. Go out into nature and hear the birds, look at the trees and the flowers, look at the stars, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open your inner sight. Go out in nature and take a moment and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open up your basira in inner sight. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq and that he makes us people who have sound hearts and that Allah removes all distractions from our hearts so that we witness him in all that we do and that we witness in the wonders of his creation his beauty and majesty and perfection Jalla Jalalu. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.
وصبحنا 